Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. They're stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. Hell is Other Robots Written by Bob Ramsey Technology didn't miss a beat during the pandemic. Before COVID, computer voices sounded fake and HAL-like. Now you can hardly tell if you're talking to a person or an AI impersonator. The same bold-faced progress holds for facial recognition, electric cars, anti-Semitism, online shopping, and loneliness. We know loneliness, like race, gender, income, and access to hospitals, is a social determinant of our health. In 2017, the U.S. Surgeon General declared loneliness an epidemic among Americans of all ages. In fact, loneliness can kill, and not just if you're locked up during a pandemic. It can boost your risk of dementia, depression, high blood pressure, and stroke. And the older you get, the lonelier you grow. One in four Canadians over 65 now lives alone without family or friends, and 43% of Americans over 60 identify as lonely. All kinds of buddy programs have sprung up to combat this, but they often don't work and take far too much money, time, skill, political will, and moral effort. Hence the rise of social robots to reduce the perils of loneliness, or rather the rise of virtual cats and dogs with real whiskers, barks, meows, and even purrs. Last April, as New York went into lockdown, its aging departments ordered 1,000 robotic cats and dogs to be substitute social workers. The orders went quickly. This week, Canadian Katie Englehart reported in The New Yorker on the rise of computerized companionship, which you can see here and hear here. As she notes, Recent advances in AI have made conversational technology better and cheaper. Robots can speak more fluidly and with more complexity. The wild promise of commercially available companionship, or a close imitation of it, is no longer just notional. Engelhart quotes a Canadian example where Ludwig the robot can track the progression of your Alzheimer's by monitoring the changes in how you speak. This is laudable, but Ludwig is more like your doctor than your pal. In fact, he's a registered medical device, which virtual pets aren't. I'm talking about a combination of the two in one fluffy, furry, cute-as-a-button kitten, or rather, kitten-like object. A constant companion that, in a pinch, can be your care provider. For this, we go to Israel, where Engelhart picks up the story of Intuition Robotics, which is producing advanced empathetic digital companions. And one of its beta patients, Deanna Desern, an 81-year-old widow in Florida, who ordered her new companion, L.E.Q. L.E.Q. wished Deanna a good morning. It knows more than a hundred variations of this greeting. It can also track when Deanna wakes up and detect deviations from the norm. LEQ never got offended, and it didn't interfere with how Deanna did things. 
Later in the morning, LAQ might ask Deanna about doing a short meditation or a seated exercise class. Deanna sometimes wanted LAQ to show her family photographs on its touchscreen. LAQ is designed to get to know its owner. It assembles a personality profile through repeated interaction and machine learning and uses it to connect more efficiently. The robot determines how adventurous a person is, then adjusts how often it suggests new activities. It learns whether its user is more inclined to exercise in the morning or the afternoon, whether she is more motivated by encouragement or by a joke, or by a list of the benefits of vigorous movement. LAQ will one day be able to remind users about a broader array of healthcare tasks, taking meds, reporting side effects, describing symptoms. And how do you wrap your head around the fact that she is, you know, a machine? I asked. My last husband was a robot, but he wasn't as good as her, Deanna said, with a thin smile. I know she can't feel emotions, but that's okay. I feel enough for the both of us. How many million moral and ethical questions does the sleek, silent rise of artificial affection create? Especially in a couple of years, when our faux furry friends will not just be barking or meowing at us, but speaking to us in English. Well, even before AI and robotics, there were the pet people, who doted obsessively on their cats and dogs, to the neglect of their human friends and companions. They attribute human qualities, like love and companionship, to animals. So what's wrong with humans doing that with machines? I'm not up to speed on the advances in the human sex doll sector, but I see that it too is using AI and compatible skin tones to create an enhanced experience. Indeed, some sex dolls are busy keeping people company in COVID-19 lockdowns. Some are off getting married to pansexual bodybuilders and rich men who live with their parents. Today, cuddly AI kittens offer emotional support. Cuddly AI humans offer a different kind of emotional support. So, in the end, does the rapid rise of social robots boil down to whatever gets you through the night? Here, kitty kitty. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to RamseyInc.com. That's R A M S A Y. I-N-C dot com.